Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, part three. Oh. I still wanna... I'm still trying to think of this ten quote. <laughs> okay. So, we can go into other parts Happiness of must be taken. I will kill him and make you run. Right! I remember what it is. It's when she's talking about his parents. This is the one where, he's, where she's talking about his parents. Okay. And he says, my parents wronged me, so I will make it right. Mm-hmm. And he has so many, like, big philosophical quotes that are so accurately wrong. Yeah. That it's perfect for him. He is this noble. He's well-educated. He knows things. He's very graceful. He's just got this perverted form of wisdom that he has in his head. And it's... Oh, my gosh. It's wonderful. I love how they constructed him. And according to the IMDb X-ray, he was not planned to be in the movie. Really? He was planned to be in the first one as a, as the main antagonist for the first movie. But huh. I don't think he would have done as well in, the, in a first movie. Yeah, that's just probably why he wasn't. Yeah. And it makes sense that it would have made... No, our guest star left, by the way. And uh, it makes sense why he's posed parallel. Yeah. Opposite. If he was planned on being the first one and he was the original one they thought of, it makes sense that he would be the opposite to the hero. Yeah. So... So basically, just look at the first two as one story. Yeah. And then, so, there's that. Oh, and then also, one more thing I want to touch on for the villains before we move on to other aspects, because we're not done talking about this. Okay. Uh, <laughs> our guest star is back. Continue. Um, Shen's oh. actions, this is something that we've talked about. Shen's actions have consequences on people other than the main characters. That's actually what I was going to talk about. Oh, it, okay, yeah. cool. Um, but so, on, in regards to the movie. Yeah, so. okay. So... Then let's talk about. We kind of talked about the, the villain, itself. and now we're talking about his effect on the movie. So Tai Lung, they evacuated the valley. They took precautions against him. But I don't think he would have done anything against the citizens. I don't think he would have either. Other than in he the was collateral people. claim, yeah, it yeah. would have been collateral damage. He had one goal. He so it's something that they evacuated the valley, but it was. And he would have just walked forward or walked around them or just jumped to the thing. Yeah. Like he probably did because he did not walk up those stairs. Oh no! <laughs> Lightning flash, and he's there. <laughs> it's one of the kung fu secret techniques. Travel with thunder. Or travel by map. Those no, stairs are long enough. No, no, that, oh, I guess that's true. But I mean, those stairs are long enough that they would be on a map. Yeah, they probably would. <laughs> um, and then Kai was... He actively didn't kill people. Yeah, he, he was left... only going after kung fu masters. All the bad things Kai did were undone once he left. He uh, had no impact. As soon as... I guess the... Other than the, the Jade Palace... People... Oh, the Jade okay. Palace was destroyed he, he in the statue of some Uguay. destruction, but there were things that could be rebuilt... And no one died. Yeah. It was there... At the end of the movie, there was little to no consequences for Kai being there. At the beginning of the second movie. Near the beginning. Near the very beginning of the second movie. They raid the musician's village and take their livelihood, basically. <laughs> that. And I was going straight to Rhino's dead. Yeah. Master Rhino got killed by the cannon and... They what did that? Show... The third scene. Yeah. You are no match for our kung fu. And then he died. He actually died. They show Shen his hammer, and they show his hammer standing as a totem for the wolves. It was his gravestone right there. He, they were like, look who we killed. Mm -hmm. And that and was a cool scene. Oxen Croc, they saw that happen, and they were instantly, we're not doing this. This can destroy everything. It just shattered everything. their hope. They saw that take out their friend and the master of this place. Gongmen City, which yeah. I'm pretty sure is supposed to be Hong Kong. But, and, you know, they he just he was gone. And they saw that, and they didn't have a chance. They didn't believe they had a chance at all. And then at the end, as soon as the wolf pack leader stops obeying, he kills him. Mm -hmm. On screen, he just throws his knives and dismisses it. Like, you don't, you hardly notice that the audience, as the audience, that's how little life, his life matters to Shen. Yeah. 
it was as if he was brushing him aside. He threw knives as though he set his hand on his shoulder and brushed him aside. It was that... It was that casual. Yeah, he was nothing. And that shows more about Shen and why he's a great villain. And then also, having the Furious Five displayed like that as he sailed out to the harbor, that fit him. Yeah, he, he was, was a very flashy villain. Yeah, he wanted people to know that he won, that he had this that power. That he didn't just kill him, he broke them. Mm-hmm. He had them on display, and there was nothing they could do about it. That wasn't just a stupid movie. That's seriously, one of the only... Him. The heroes are captured, there they're totally not going to escape scenes where the villain's parading him around, and they're inevitably going to come out and stop him. That's one of the only ones that fits. Yeah, it fits the villain. It's not just to keep the heroes alive. It's what he would do. He needed... Psychologically, he needed people to know that he won. Yeah. A total That he victory. made it right. Yeah. His birthright was his now. Mm-hmm. So... And then he has his nothing stands in my way. <laughs> what about the bridge? <laughs> yeah. That was pretty cool. How did you do it? You know, keep your elbows up, your shoulders loose. And... No, not that, you idiot. How did you find peace? I took everything from you. I took your parents. I scarred you. But that's the thing, Shen. Scars heal. No, no they, they don't. don't. Wounds heal. Well, okay, then what do scars do? Fade, I guess? I don't care what scars do. Well, you should, Shen. Because all that stuff, it just doesn't matter. What matters is who you choose to be right now. You're right. Then I choose this. And he pulls out a knife and proceeds to try to kill Not me. a knife, a super cool spear thing. Oh, yeah. Not a spear, but one of those pole arms with the wavy blades of awesomeness. And that's when there was the super cool fight scene where the ropes breaking releases the dust that collected in them. Yeah. Which brings us to our next point, the animation. So good. The, the fights are so fluid. Mm-hmm. And there's so much detail. When Tiger spins and you can see the dust. And the arrows, that scene yeah. you point out whenever anyone talks about anything related to this. <laughs> when the five and Poe climb up the building that's falling down. The, it shows a bunch of wolves shooting at them. And then later in the scene, the arrows are in the right spot for each time they fired at them. Yup. They weren't just a cloud going the same direction. Each arrow was following a proper arc. It's wonderful. And then another one... You also point out his cloak every time. Uh-huh. Which is what I was about yeah. to go to. Um, so, <laughs> in the scene where Poe has him cornered and then he has the flashback because of his peacock feather pattern, you can see Shen getting ready to run and folding up his tail. But And he's doing it very slowly because he's being very cautious. And tricky and manipulative. You see his cloak wrinkling up and sliding down his tail as he slows, slowly folds it up. You can just see everything as it happens, and it is so beautifully done. And Poe's fur and Tigress's fur and just everything, you can see it. But they did, that just, they did that really well in the first one, too. The animation was very well done. Um, but the third one, I don't know, maybe there just weren't enough scenes for them to... I don't know, it stood out to me in the second one more. Yeah. But the third one, I don't, I don't know. I, I think they just had a little bit less funding for the third yeah, one. Yeah, that's so. what I was saying. The vicious cycle of people yeah. expect less, so they get funded less, so people expect less. Yeah. So, that was that's dis- that was disappointing. Um, so, then, just, we've been talking a lot about the action and the villains and the characters, but, well, some of the characters, mostly the fighting and the animation. and the, Yeah. We haven't even mentioned how pretty some of these things, like, just the actual shots. Oh, yeah. And then, they also have wonderful interactions between the characters. Mm-hmm. Like, one of my favorite scenes, one of the most powerful and this ones. this is what he always brings up. This actually isn't. Oh, it's not? Yeah. Oh, okay. On the boat, where they're, oh. you know, where he punches the mast a bunch of yeah. times. He, Tigress comes out, and they have their fun little training thing, and she's smiling and watch and talking about how she would punch trees. And, and now I feel nothing, and she's talking about her hands. And then later in the scene, 
Poe says he wants to be like her, so, and he's talking about emotions, so hardcore that he doesn't feel anything, and you can just see the look on her face, like, wait, that's not what I meant, is that what you think of me? <laughs> just, her face is so perfectly displays the emotions she would be having when someone, when you realize someone you're close to looks at you how, in a way you didn't expect. Yeah. And then, the one that he always brings up is in the jail, and yeah. I'll let him talk about that. In the jail, uh, where, da 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 Okay, you see her being all angry after Poe opens up to her. Like, he finally explains, and everyone thinks she's going to beat him up. But she just runs up and gives him a hug and says, the hardcore do understand. And that gives her so much more depth than she has in any of the other. Yeah. And it shows that she is his friend now. Mm-hmm. They're real friends. I can't watch my friend die. <laughs> Maybe, Maybe you can't, can't watch, watch me, me die. die. Don't be a wuss. Or stop being a wuss. <laughs> stop being a wuss. Stop being a wuss. She's back. <laughs> I love Jackie Chan's lines in that movie. Um, and then another one in the jail is uh, when... See that? That's called being awesome. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's the end of that uh, little section of the scene uh, where he's trying to get Master Ox and Croc out of their cell because they refuse to come out because, as we explained earlier, they've lost all hope because of this weapon. But at the end, when they say Kung okay. Fu is dead, everybody, they gasp for a second and they all look to Poe. <laughs> like, oh, crap. But I just got Kung Fu. <laughs> Uh, what were you gonna say? Shoot. Uh, huh, that's your turn. Yeah. Feel the pain. They were talking about Batman. Right? Feel the pain. Love the. Ah! <laughs> what? <laughs> Meet the Robinsons? When the PE <laughs> teacher gets the ants to build all over him? <laughs> I do remember that now. Also a good movie. Yeah. One of mom's favorites. Ah, shoot. Talking about the jail scene. Uh, it's called being. Okay. Uh, Tigress is the ultra capable bodyguard kind yeah. of thing. Like, uh, people see, see Poe, and he's obviously skilled, but he's still the goofball, but then you see that she looks up to him and will follow what he says. Yeah. And, but she's not, like, but it's a respect. It's mm-hmm. not a liege relationship. Like, yeah. when he's being an idiot, she'll tell him, you're being an idiot. But when it just seems weird... And when weird, he's incapable of leading either for mental, yeah. mental or like, physical things... She was things, very ready to step, up, step and, up and pull him down and say, you can't do this right now. Mm-hmm. And she's his friend. Yeah. And just see, people see that she respects him. And yeah. that goes a long way. And then, um, another thing, this is just another interaction character thing. Um, the wolves have such, there's one in particular that has such it's on the air part of everywhere. <laughs> yeah, they just have such, so simple and so such honest reactions to things. Like, uh, the year of the peacock begins now. Right, right now? <laughs> Because, because it's like the middle of the year, you you only get like half of the year of the peacock, and you just see Shen's eyes twitching. He pulls out he, a knife. <laughs> yeah, and he realizes, wait, I should. Yep, Happy New Year. <laughs> and it is, of course, the year of the peacock. Happy New Year's. <laughs> oh, and then another one. <coughs> I remember. I remember oh, okay. what I was saying. Another thing about Shen to show who he is through what he does is he's desperately searching everywhere for the metal. Every single one of these cannons is stylized. Mm-hmm. They are very intricately wrought. He can't, he can't go simple. He can't be uh, functional over form. Yeah, he, he, he wants form above anything. As long as he's in control, he needs everything to look pretty. Yeah. Um, another in quote. In the way he likes. Yeah, another quote to show this is a little to the, is, he's talking about little little left, But it's so heavy. heavy. I've been planning this for 30, 30 years, years. And everything must be as I pictured it. And I pictured it a little to the left. <laughs> And then he goes on his monologue, but, um, so, 
and he threw out his father's throne and mm-hmm. to replace it with that cannon. Like, that was a very symbolic thing for him. Like, everything you were, I reject. I will do this my way. Yeah. And there's so much of that all throughout the movie. Such a good movie. It's um, and then... I was going to say something, too. <laughs> oh, right. It didn't take me as long to remember because you brought it up and then... Okay. Uh, but so when they're looking for uh, Poe and the Five, the uh, after the dragon the dragon costume chase scene, yeah. uh, he Paris referenced this a little bit, but uh, the leader wolf, the wolf pack leader, whatever you want to call him, he says, search everywhere. And then you just hear one of the other wolves in the background, over there? And then you hear about over there. Is there part of everywhere? Uh, yes. Then search there. <laughs> and it's... There are just so many honest and simple reactions between the wolves and other people, and it's really fun for a children's movie. And then it's and then this brings me into another point. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Uh, I think it's funny that they take time out of their training to laugh at Poe stuffing things in his mouth. Yes, that's another funny. thing where they're just they're friends. Forty and... red bean buns. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, I have a plan, don't worry. Is this like your plan to cook rice in your stomach by drink- eating it raw and then drinking boiling water? I love his face right there. No, this plan is nothing like that plan. How? Because this plan is going to work. I also love their consistency with Poe's character where he's still super geeky and nerdy. Like, he's geeking out over the handcuffs they just put him in. Oh, yeah. These are the eight-part acupressure cuffs. The more you struggle, the tighter they get. They're the same ones they used on Tai Lung. And they're dragging him across the floor. Seriously, these are the best cuffs. These are the best cuffs. <laughs> and and another thing is Poe, this is a symbolism thing Poe, even when he was just being him He ruined what Shen planned Like, so Greetings, Panda, we meet at last Hey <laughs> Greetings, hey Hey <laughs> There's an entire scene where Devoted Shen Devoted to Poe, not even fighting him And still ruining his plans Yeah and His whole Shen spent the previous scene um, Preparing what he was gonna preparing say Preparing what he was gonna say And then there's this big thing where you think where he thinks Poe is this giant warrior and he's just being carried by one of the gorillas. And then while he's trying to catch his pet pet his breath to pet, we must catch it. While he's trying to catch his breath, Shen tries to do his big introduction. His greetings, Panda. We meet at last. And instead, Poe is just hey. And Shen is just so caught off guard by how blunt he is. Not even blunt, just casual. Yeah. <laughs> he's been like being silly during their epic climax. It was just not the way things are done. <laughs> At least you destroyed the weapon. Oh, no, he's got way more. <laughs> oh, but, so, wow, we spent... Don't even, a it's a good movie. It is, it is, and I'm not done with it yet. <laughs> I'm still not done with it. Um, so, it's okay. It's strange to be on... No, we weren't on one topic so long. We've been talking about all the things yeah. in between. Um, but, so, there's something called Bathos. And so this is... It sounds like Final Fantasy bosses. Right. <laughs> um, but, so, Bathos, it, it sounds like Pathos, mm-hmm. because it it's kind of a parody of Pathos. Thos. Thanos. 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 <laughs> but, so, Bathos is Bathos. when you take a serious moment and you lighten the mood by making a joke or doing something silly. Uh, again, I'm going to bring up Doctor Strange. The scene right after the Ancient One dies, where you see the tears coming down Doctor Strange's face, and then the Cloak of Levitation wipes him away as he's trying to be serious and resolute, and then it's just, stop that. And that's bathos. When you take a serious scene and you it's lighten strange. it. strange. Who am I to judge? <laughs> Mr. Doctor. <laughs> Mr. Doctor. Mr. Doctor. It's strange. Who am I to judge? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's that same thing. And so I was talking about this with uh, the friend 
from YSA, from the YSA ward. Um, YSA sounds too much like YMCA. Anyways, <laughs> so from the YSA ward, and he was saying that he likes the third one better, and so, <gasps> and so then when I got it into obviously it, went over his head. <laughs> and so we, I, got, I started to get into like the symbolism and the meaning behind it. He, and the his structure. opinion is different than mine, therefore he's ignorant. <laughs> We're fascists, duh. <laughs> Um, For those coming in on part three, what's wrong with you? <laughs> that is true. Um, go check out the other parts to figure out what we mean by that. Um, so <laughs> your friend was talking about this. You were talking to him. So about the we started talking about the structure, and so I brought this up, and I said, "Kung Fu Panda, it uses this technique throughout all of the movies, just one hundred percent of the time." On you, would you die? <laughs> it's very silly when he's threatening your life. <laughs> it well, I guess not one hundred percent of the time, but. A lot they, of the time, they consistently use it. Yeah, they they are very consistently using it, and even at the climax resolution, right after the fight, he's like, "Scars heal." No, they don't. <laughs> Just it's thoroughly woven into this movie, mm -hmm. every single one. And so the, and so I started bringing this up, and I pointed out that the second one does uses bathos so perfectly to address big things and make them things that kids will pay attention to now, because uh, it's a kids movie, and uh, these are all things that. I wouldn't have caught as a kid that I didn't catch as a kid. I did catch some of it as a kid, um, just because of bathos. Just because they made a joke, it was funny, and I remembered it. Um, and I started paying attention to it. And Kung Fu Panda three or two, not three, two does it much better than the others. And they address a few things in there with it. And all of a sudden, I can't think of any examples. That's annoying. Uh, the touching scene with Tigress hugging Panda, Crane's mouth opens. Oh yeah. Um, when Tigress is the, the hardcore scene, to understand. The end scene with Mr. Ping and Poe's dad and Poe talking. No, 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 I'll cook. And after, I'm your son. Yeah. And just stuff like that, where it's very memorable because it was funny. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there's a lot of research that says if you want someone to listen, make them laugh. <laughs> uh, if you've, if you've seen the Squatty Potty commercials with the <laughs> unicorn ice cream poop, um, that's what they were going for. There's the guy who made that, who designed that commercial actually has a TED talk and he's talking about that and he says, if you want somebody to listen to what you have to say, make them laugh first. Because then you have their undivided attention. You have their attention and you're a little more likable. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing bad that getting a laugh will do for you. In most situations. Yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> there are bad things that can happen from uh, getting someone to laugh. I'm a fascist. Doesn't look like that. <laughs> By the way, I'm not actually a fascist, only an entertainment fascist. Um. <laughs> Just like, okay, my choir teacher, the same one that gave me that inspiring speech, says that his classroom was a democratic autocracy. And I was the only one who laughed until he explained it. You have five seconds to comment. He explained it as, everyone votes and only mine matters. <laughs> yup, because a democracy is where the citizens have the power, but an autocracy is where one or a small group of people hold all the power. So it's kind of contradictory. Uh, oxymoron. Yeah. Oxymoronic. That is just... And then mom says she runs a benevolent dictatorship <laughs> with dad. Yeah. So, fun government oxymoron. Oxymorons. Government jokes. Government jokes. <laughs> that aren't at the expense of a person. That's a smart joke, people. <laughs> the person actually look more like this? <laughs> Squeezes the screen together. That's a smart joke, everybody. <laughs> oh. Good uh, stuff. Um, so, yeah, there's Kung Fu Panda 2. Um, anything else on that? I like the morals in that one. Yeah. Where, instead of just doing the same thing in, in the first one, they have little things throughout it as well. One mm -hmm. of the big things is Poe uh, deciding that even though he wasn't born to his dad, he's still his dad. 
Mm-hmm. And another one of the things was to, uh, da, 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 you can, it wasn't a focus, but you can hurt people. You, uh, people can be hurt because you think something that about them that they don't think about themselves. And if, and if you don't show your emotions, people won't consider your emotions. Just stuff like that throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Also, don't fire a cannon into your friends. <laughs> or at your house. <laughs> and if you choose not to, jump over the edge of the boat into the river before you say no to the evil conqueror. <laughs> oh, no, you got way more. <laughs> oh, but let's see. Quick little thing about nothing like this. Uh, it took me a long time, but a few days ago, like last week, I realized that Mr. Incredible, in The Incredibles, Mr. Incredible goes from being Mr. Incredible to Bob Parr where Parr is average. <laughs> so he was the superhero Mr. Incredible to the tax guy, Bob Average. Mr. And Adam. Bob is just like the, the cliche. generic diamond. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I never noticed that. I didn't either. Now I need to go watch that movie again, because that was a good one, and there is a lot of symbolism in there like that, too. Um, Parr. There's so much There's so much symbolism that I missed out on it as a kid that I want to go back and see. Um, but the funny part is, that sad, is most of the symbolism people talk about that I hear, in my experience, is nonsense. And they miss the point. Yep. Like Moana. <laughs> Where the ocean was the only one manipulating anything. It was the only one really doing anything. Like That story wasn't about Moana, it wasn't about Maui, it was the ocean getting things back how they were. Fixing things. Mm-hmm. It was, man can do what they... Humans can do what they want, nature's gonna fix itself. And... I mean... It's still a good movie. And I like that one. It was funny. I was disappointed the pig wasn't a bigger part of it. Yeah. But, and I kind of wish they did Mighty Maui instead. But, and I want a series, like a spin-off series. Like Lilo and Stitch one? Where it's just Maui going through adventures and earning his tattoos. Yeah. Just from the beginning. Whole series about Maui and his adventures. Anyways. Okay. Things get messed up, and then the ocean manipulates everything to fix it. Mm-hmm. It was the ocean becoming, it was... Uh, Maui mentioned that the ocean loved it when he pulled up islands because the people would go sailing on it. And so Maui stopped pulling up islands because of Taka, and then the ocean couldn't get the people to sail because the Fiti wasn't making islands with life anymore. Life wasn't spreading to the islands even if Maui would pull them up. And so at the point the where... just selfish. At the point where the ocean could have gotten the heart back to Taka to turn it back into the Fiti, they were at the point where the people would not leave their island if, even if they could so it wasn't the reason, it wasn't anything to do with Moana on a powers level. It was just, it saw Moana and knew that she would sail and that people would follow her. So it was creating a situation where she would learn to sail and people would follow her to the next island and it would be a part of things again. Everyone's like, does Moana have ocean water powers? And no, you're missing the point. Her, why doesn't the ocean just save her? Because she needs to learn how to deal with this if they're going to survive for more than one generation. Yeah. Why doesn't it take the heart to Taka? Because it needs someone to learn and to be willing to explore, so that's also a test. Yeah. It's all the ocean manipulating everyone, pulling strings to get things back to where it was part of things. The ocean gets lonely. <laughs> it's selfish. It got dumped by humanity. And, well, it's completely outcast in that movie. The whole, it, uh, when they're not sailing, it doesn't have anything to do. It's just... Bored and lonely, and yeah. so I don't blame it, but it's super <laughs> manipulative, not cruel, not malevolent, and it was for their good in the long run, but it was just lonely. Yeah. Okay, so end of part three is coming up. Uh, leave a rating and a review, like us on Facebook, Tamblegram. Th- thank you. Um, and if you can, um, support us on Patreon. If you can't, just keep listening. 
shares share and views. help more. <laughs> yeah, shares and views count. Um, so, thank you for listening, doing what you do, and don't be stupid. Uh, we'll probably have a part four, because there's still stuff I'm going to talk about, because we've been gone for a <gasps> That's month. That's a good and... thing I didn't do the real sign-off then. Yeah. Ooh, did you catch Ooh. that? Did you catch Ooh. that, Patty? <laughs> Patty? Patty. <laughs> we really need some charts. Oh, yeah. Okay, end of part three. <laughs>